Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Why does making friends as an adult feel so what hard? What should I wear on a first date? What the date? hell is a form But that Why hookup was not good. What so do I want my life to look like in five years? We, we want to know too. Since 2012, the Every Girl has been an online destination to help women around the world achieve the life of their dreams. Now, we're excited to bring you the same inspiring content with the Every Girl Podcast. Welcome back to the Evergirl Podcast. Our guest today is Danielle Gronich, also known as the Acne Guru. She is the formulator and CEO of Clear Stem Skincare, a non-toxic skincare line, and the founder of the San Diego Acne Clinic. Danielle has such a cool story, you guys. She struggled with really bad acne for years, and after three failed rounds of Accutane, years on antibiotics, countless visits to a dermatologist, and multiple laser treatments... Danielle finally set out to use her biology background and close the gaps in the acne space left by outdated pharmaceutical approaches. This episode is skincare like you have never experienced it before. Danielle has a completely holistic approach to skin, so she shares amazing tips and tricks from what foods you're eating to looking into the lymphatic system to popular supplements that might be causing acne. I also grilled her for all of her tips to getting snatched because you guys, I run puffy as hell and all I want is cheekbones that are prominent AF. So she shares some amazing tricks that I have literally never heard before. She was also nice enough to offer our listeners a code to clear stem. So use code EveryGirl for a discount if you're interested in trying the products. Also, do not forget to let us know what you liked most about this episode in the reviews. I absolutely love hearing from you guys. Whether you've been trying to get rid of acne to no avail or you love little wellness tricks, this episode is jam-packed. Let's dive into it. Please welcome Danielle to the Every Girl Podcast. Having acne or any skin issue really is just like pretty debilitating and it can affect your life in unforeseen ways. So if a few people get some knowledge that helps them go do what they want to do more clear and more confidently. Like, uh, I love that. Yeah. That's what we're here to do is like, it is such a reflection of confidence and we're going to dive into all of that. But I love that, that it's like deeper to the surface. So speaking of that, before we dive into all of the tricks and tips and all the good things for acne and skincare, I want to go back with your experience with your skin and what led you to where you are now being so passionate about skincare. Yeah. So I am so passionate about skin because many reasons. It's your biggest organ in the body. It's such an indicator and such a reflection of what's going on both internally and externally. The mind-body connection is so, so strong. But in our modern world today, we're not taught it in school. We're not really, most of us aren't taught how to be one with our body and how to, you know, how our mental state affects our physical health, right? Like we know it's there, but we don't 
sit in it and and be with it all the time, but your skin can be the most powerful reflection of that. Like say you're having a lot of anxiety, you get hives or you eat something that's inflammatory to your system and you get bloated or there's, um, something inflammatory in your diet and you're acne prone, it's going to show up as acne. So it's just a very good reflection and it helps us get in touch with our health in a very often inconvenient, but very powerful way. Um, and I personally went through struggles with my skin and still struggle. And it, the struggle has changed though. So when you're acne prone, it's definitely genetic, but it can be to varying degrees. Like some people are like, oh, my dad broke out when he was in high school. Therefore I break out a little bit. My mom didn't really have it. So it's not that big of a case for some people, right? They make a couple tweaks. They're fine. For other people, it runs very, very aggressive on one side of their family. So their case is a little more severe. In my case, it was extremely aggressive grade four on both sides of my family well into adulthood. So it was as worse, as bad as it could possibly get on both sides of my family. So I never stood a chance. So basically I went through, it got really bad for me in college. Like freshman year in college is when I remember it being like, like, holy sh, what's going on? Um, and so I went through a ton of different dermatologists, different doctors, switched birth controls probably five times, was on spironolactone four times, antibiotics for years, did Accutane three times, and it still didn't, it didn't even work on me. And all the side effects came with everything, right? And, as, and the more you do these pharmaceutical things, the more the side effects compound. So they're really, you know, one round of antibiotics, you may not feel any difference in your body. After six rounds of antibiotics, your gut is different. You know, and same thing with Accutane, the side effects have gotten so severe, especially on the third round that they're worried I was going to have permanent vision loss. So that's when I became extremely obsessed. I happen to have a biology background. I studied genetics, immunology, and cellular biology all through high school, all through college. I was going to go into medical school, but because of my acne journey, I realized that our Western medical system is just prescription writing. I would come with a list of questions, like as a like in my biology classes, I would go from that class to my derm appointment. I would have questions like when I eat this, I feel like my skin reacts. When I do this, I feel like my skin does this. Like, could you tell me what this could possibly be? And they'd be like, well, there's no white paper on that. I'm like, what do you think about it? Right? Like they're not, a lot of the time in our medical system, they're not even allowed to do free thinking because it opens up liability to them. They're just simply, which prescription do you want to try this time? So that's why I didn't go forward with medical school because I was so disenchanted. But fast forward to, I'm 28, I'm in the corporate world. The third round of Accutane, I had to stop um, after like four or five months and my acne came right back. So I said, screw this, I'll figure it out myself and wound up back in school at night just to get access to skin information because you can't really get it anywhere else. And wound up learning about acne and the skin and realized that treating the skin was the medical profession I'd always kind of wanted, but didn't know existed. So that's when I left the corporate world and started San Diego Acne Clinic. And um, anyone who is wanting to do a career shift like that, you don't just go from one career to starting your own thing. Always make mistakes under someone else's guidance. That's a good career tip. Yeah. A lot of girls went from school because school is very rudimentary. It teaches you just how to pass the state exam, which is like outdated information. So unfortunately, a lot of the girls that went straight into like having their own little skin studios, none of them made it. So I I shadowed under a couple, even with my background, I still shadowed under like four people in San Diego, like med spas, different skin specialists and sponged up everything. And after about a year and a half to two years, then I started my own thing and it became very successful. Wow. That's such a cool story. It's so cool to see how you took something that was like affecting you personally and turned that into this powerful career that you're helping countless other women to heal themselves too. So it's so cool. 
I'm so interested because I feel like when people talk about like, I either have acne or I've had acne in the past, it's always very much focused on like the physical experience of it. Like it was painful. This is what it looked like. This is what it felt like. But I'm so curious how it affected you otherwise. Like, did you, did it affect you mentally? Did you notice it affecting your confidence when you were growing up? Like, how did it affect you in all those other ways? Oh, it's devastating. Like dating wise, I think I canceled plans on one of my birthdays because we were supposed to go to the beach and I had like acne all over my chest. My birthday was in September, so it was really hot. So I remember like changing a birthday plan, um, doing something at night instead. It affected dating for sure, intimacy. I didn't um, apply for a promotion that I could have easily gotten because I just like wasn't feeling good about myself. I would cancel meetings. Um, definitely like a day to day, like you wake up and you run to the mirror to see like what's happening that day. And it's just like, it dominates your life for a while. Oh my God. It, it I'm sure like takes over everything. And I, I love that you touched on that. I'm so happy. And thank you for sharing your experience and your story. That is the exact reason I wanted you to come on because I think when we talk about skincare, a lot of the times it's just the focus on, you know, people want perfect skin. They want anti-aging, all these things. It's kind of like which nothing's wrong with that. I want perfect skin. I want anti-aging. I want all the things. It's a deeper conversation than just clear skin. Like there's deeper meaning to it. It's like, so you helping people cure their acne, you're also helping people with their confidence, which then helps them go for the promotion, go for the, on the date that they're really excited about, you know, to feel good showing up in their lives. And it changes the rest of how you're showing up in your life. It's actually changing the way you're experiencing life and showing up. So I, I'm, thank you for t- touching on that and sharing your story because I think that the way that we feel in our, in our skin literally is so much a bigger conversation than just, you know, do this to treat acne. And, and that's kind of the end goal. Yeah. And kind of like exactly what you said, it like changes your frequency. If you're, say you're going on a first date and you ha- have a major breakout or, you know, something and you're so focused on it, it's probably painful. You can't, not notice it. It's at the front of your mind because it's literally on your face. You're going to be thinking every, you think people across the street can see it. Like it's so magnified to you. And then if you're trying to go have a conversation with someone and you're at dinner and they're right there, you're like, they can see this. They can totally see this. Oh my God. Like, can I sit this way and hide it? Like it changes your whole frequency and it changes the conversation. It changes how you show up. And that person might just be like, Oh, you know, the date didn't go so well. It was just really awkward. There was just no chemistry. I don't think Maybe it's not, maybe it's not the right thing, but it could have just been because you were feeling so insecure and that's what came off. So it really does affect people in very insidious ways. It's so powerful to think of what you're doing in that context where you're helping people with so many other layers than just their skin health because of how much acne can affect. So that's really powerful for all the people listening that are like, okay, Danielle, yes, that's my experience too. I hear you. I want better skin. I want to have a good life. What causes acne? Because I I think obviously this is a very basic question, but like there's a lot of misconception out there and a lot of confusion. So I would love for you to explain to us what causes acne. Yes, love this question. So if anyone's listening to this and you have acne, hit pause, go get a pen and paper because there's a lot of information. And so acne is genetic. And at the root cause, it's something called retention hyperkeratosis. So basically, we make more keratin protein than the neighbor who never washes her face and has perfect skin. Some people just don't break out, but we make more keratin protein than the average person. So our pores get clogged a little more easily just on their own. 
Couple that with the fact that everyone's using at least one face product, whether it's a lotion or a sunscreen or a makeup, most people are using between four and eight different products, especially when you factor in hair products. You have to think of hair products as skin products as well, because they get all over your face and your um, from your pillowcase and on your upper shoulders and your back, right? So at San Diego Acne Clinic, which is my in-person clinic, Whenever we have a new patient, we have them come in, we have them bring everything that they're using. And usually it's a whole pile of stuff. And we go through the ingredients, every single item, all of the ingredients, because there are pore clogging ingredients in most products. But in by most, I mean most, I mean like 95% of products have some sort of pore clogging filler agent, like isopropyl myristate or ethyl hexyl palmitate or shea butter, or glycerol stearate SE, random chemicals that you would never know to look for. Some of them might sound familiar, most of them won't. And you can't even pronounce them, so they seem intimidating. So what you want to do, first thing, is go online, your makeup, your lotion, your sunscreen, all your things. Copy and paste, find the ingredients somewhere, copy and paste it, and put it into the search function that we have on the ClearStem website. Hit enter. It will tell you in red if there's a pore clogger. Wow. You know that that's breaking you out. You have to stop you stop using that thing. And the top three offenders are moisturizing things like lotion, makeup, and sunscreen. Anyone who has acne is like terrified to moisturize their skin or wear sunscreen because most of them break you out. That is true. So um, that said, you have to figure out what's causing the problem. And this is so acne is internal and external. Right now we're talking about the external, like your products, what's touching your skin. So Find and get rid of all pore clogging ingredients in your topical products. Replace them with either a clear stem item um, or something else that you find that checks out on that list that doesn't have any pore cloggers. Then from there, you want to look at your vitamins and supplements because there's a lot of really common vitamins that people take where if it's in a high dosage, higher than like, you know, 100 to 200% RDB, they can spike testosterone and testosterone is the hormone that when it surges causes hormonal acne for the most part. Obviously, hormones are extremely complex. If your progesterone is out of balance with your estrogen, it can cause acne too. Yes, I know this, but testosterone is the the most free-flowing hormone that surges all the time throughout the day. And things that we do in our day spike it the most, like coffee or an energy drink or something like that. And most people do have caffeine every day. So there's certain things in your vitamins that can also spike testosterone, like too much B12. Um, A lot of people are taking B-complex vitamins, which aren't inherently bad, but it'll usually have between, it'll have like thousand percent or more of your B12 and that can spike testosterone. I've seen some people come in with a B12 supplement and it was 80,000 times what they would normally get in a day. It just comes in obscene levels. Yeah. Oh my God. I've seen it up to a hundred thousand. Yeah. And drinks like Celsius have like a thousand percent, like Celsius breaks people out if they're acne prone. So it's in a lot of everyday things. So B12 is one vitamin that in excess can trigger acne and it'll usually get you in your lower face around your jaw and neck. Another one that if you're taking a standalone zinc supplement, it'll usually have about 250 to 300% RDB. That can trigger testosterone too. Zinc is known to boost testosterone. If it's just a small amount in your multivitamin, that's fine. But if it's a standalone zinc supplement, it's going to have too much. So that's another one that I see. And then another common one that's controversial is vitamin D. So a lot of people are legitimately deficient because we don't get enough sunshine. But when you start taking it in supplement form, some of these supplements can have 800% of your RDB. 
And wow. then you're, you might be taking a multivitamin that has 200%. So you're getting 10X what you normally would. Vitamin D in excess can spike testosterone. And all of this is well-documented, but dermatologists don't put this together for people in this way. They just don't talk about vitamins like this. Yeah. Then there was that one study a long time ago that said people with acne had low vitamin D. So they supplemented with that. That study is so outdated and it ignores all the other factors that affect acne. Too much vitamin D can break you out, especially on your chin where you'd have a goatee. Okay. So for people who are like, maybe they are like more deficient. I know sometimes doctors will recommend if you live in a colder climate to start supplementing throughout winter with things like vitamin D, or even if they're on a B complex, you know, would you recommend they, they take it every few days in order to not overdose? Or how do you recommend people like take vitamins to avoid breaking out? Love that question. So dosing is everything. You can always dose down. So if you have a multivitamin where like the serving size is like four gummies or two capsules, and then the dosage is a little bit high, take half of it every other day and just like see how that goes. There are some things that are there in such a high concentration that you won't be able to dose down. Like if it's one vitamin D soft gel, that's 800% of your RDV. There's no way to dose down from that. So I look for supplements that are in liquid form because they're usually the most, they're usually the most pure. And I'll just do like one drop. If the serving is 10 drops then I'll do like one drop and then I'll increase it slowly. And then you just monitor your skin. Like if you have acne, you pretty much are looking at it every single day, multiple times a day to see what it's doing. Just monitor your skin when you're dosing down and or reintroducing something that might be a trigger. That's really, really, really good advice. I know you already talked about how acne is related to hormones a little bit. Can you talk a little bit more? Because I know a lot of people are like, I break out around my period every time the same month. Mm -hmm. Is that just kind of like what we are supposed to deal with as women as we get breakouts every so often? Or is there a reason that that breakout is trying to tell us? Yeah, that's a great question. There's a couple of reasons for PMS acne. During the last week of your cycle, like right before you actually start menstruating, your testosterone is highest. Your estrogen has dipped and your testosterone is a little higher. And that causes the hormonal acne around your, your cycle. Also, most people, their pore has been clogged all month from one of those, something in their makeup or something in their sunscreen. Their skin was maybe able to tolerate it. Maybe it was just a little bit of congestion or blackheads. But during that last week when testosterone is higher, then it, it's like adding gasoline to the fire. So that's when they see the breakout. But generally, the pore has been clogged all month. So once you get rid of pore cloggers, you're going to see less acne. It's a confluence of factors for sure. And then you might find there's also dietary triggers too. Like dairy is a huge trigger for acne because of the insulin growth factor. Okay. Organic has nothing to do with it either. Really? But yeah, dairy has insulin. Mm -hmm. Organic is far better than not organic, but it still has the hormones in it. Some people might find that they're able to have dairy in the beginning part of their cycle, but once they come near PMS time, then it breaks them out. Like that's what happens with me. So you're going to be more acneic and more reactive at different points in your cycle. So, um, you know, one of those tracker apps can be a really handy tool. That's really interesting. So what do you recommend for people who do notice every single month, right before their period or during their period, they're getting a breakout. Maybe there are people in cases where they're on a birth control that's causing them breakout or doing IVF or something. Is there like a protocol that you recommend going through? Obviously limiting dairy. I think that's a great tip. Anything else you recommend to your clients to minimize that type of breakout? We have a hormonal acne supplement that has actually become kind of 
extremely famous overnight, uh, not overnight, but people are like obsessing about it over the last couple of months because it blew up on TikTok, but it's called mind, body, skin, and it's meant to regulate and balance a lot of the hormones and the other inflammatory triggers like digestion and liver inflammation that cause PMS acne. Um, a lot of people's liver is needing of some love as well. So supporting your liver can also indirectly support your skin. So that can be something I recommend that people get blood work done, essentially. Get blood work done with a functional medicine person who's going to look at your liver function. They're going to look at digestion. Western medicine completely ignores digestion for the most part. And a lot of people have some sort of digestive issue. And that can cause acne too, because it affects the lymphatic system. You might just think it's hormonal because it ebbs and flows with your cycle. That's what I have found with most people. Everyone thinks their acne is just hormonal, but there's usually a digestive component. Wow. So wow. getting blood work done is huge. Um, if, you, if you really think you have something going on in your body, find a functional medicine person that you vibe with, get some labs done, follow you know their nutrition um, guidelines, et cetera. But then also just rule out the known triggers like pore clogging ingredients. Of all the triggers for acne, pore clogging ingredients is the biggest and most important one to pay attention to because you can do everything right. But if your makeup still has coconut oil in it, you're still going to break out no matter what you do. So it's not even just switching to non-toxic ingredients because even some of those can still have pore clogging ingredients in them. Yeah. Non-toxic is really important. Clean is important, but that only refers to um, hormone disruptors and certain toxins. It has nothing to do with pore cloggers. There are a lot of natural and organic ingredients that are extremely pore clogging, like coconut oil, shea butter, algae and seaweed derivatives, and then even healthy things like, um, like avocado and olive oil, things that you eat that are very healthy, but topically they're thicker than our natural oils so they can clog us up. So clean and organic has nothing to do with acne safe. And honestly, most of the organic skincare you see, the, like the supernatural stuff that you would see at like a farmer's market, most of that is the worst for acne because it's all coconut oil. Wow. Okay. That's a really good tip because I feel like if I were acne prone, I'd be thinking, oh, I sh should be going to all these natural products, which obviously it's important to do natural, but finding one that doesn't have those specific ingredients. That's a really good tip. Yeah, that's why we need ClearStem. Yeah. I'm so curious also, like the one little other kind of misinformation I hear a lot about acne is this idea of like adult acne as if like we feel the need to differentiate between acne and then adult acne. Like it's almost like saying like only teenagers are supposed to have acne. Can you speak on this? Like is acne supposed to just happen, quote, when we go through puberty or... Like, what are your thoughts on like that term adult acne? Hmm, a good question. I don't think I've been asked that before. So yeah, teenage acne, it's kind of just like, it's a sign that puberty has commenced. It's, you know, and it's usually, you know, hormones flaring and showing up for the first time and um, particularly testosterone, especially for the boys. And teenage acne is often more correlated to diet because what we feed our kids is disgusting in this country. <laughs> you know, like most teenagers are eating a ton of sugar, sugar for breakfast, sugar for snacks, not a lot of vegetables. They're usually still having dairy because their parents still think they're growing or whatever that narrative is. So there's usually just a ton of dietary triggers in a teenager's life. That's the number one challenge. And then 
the forehead, usually teenagers have more forehead acne because that is more tied to sugar. So adult acne is generally going to be more, it usually is uh, presented differently on the face. It's usually more from a body system that has been needing some attention for some time and there has been an issue and that issue has just gotten worse over time. Those issues are generally digestion related. So how you break down food in your stomach and or something going on in your actual gut microbiome. I like to break those two things up. Digestion, the digestive system is your stomach and your gut, but I actually like to think of them as two separate things because they are. Your stomach is your acid, your bile, your enzymes that break down your food. And then your gut is your microbiome. And yes, those two things work hand in hand a lot, but they're totally different systems in, in my view. Because a lot of people just don't break down their food very well. They don't have the stomach acid for it or they eat on the go and they don't chew properly. So that creates those issues with those systems or the detoxification system. Like your like your, say your liver is sluggish because you've been on birth control for 12 years and another medication or something and your liver is just overloaded. Those issues tend to present and build up into adulthood and they tend to show up in the lower part of the face, more where your lymphatic inflammation would show up versus teenage acne, which is more sugar related or testosterone related, more on the forehead. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. That's super interesting. You clearly know that there are different zones of the face that are more correlated to different causes or parts of the body. Can you kind of walk through those almost like your your own way to skin map so that if people are like, I have this certain breakout, they can know, okay, that's exactly where it's coming from. Like, what are those areas you're looking at? So I generally don't do the face mapping thing because it's so incomplete. It's so incomplete that to me, it's just inaccurate. There's no way you can point to one millimeter, one millimeter on the left side of your nose and say, this is my pancreas. Like that is total Mm. BS. And I think it's confusing (laughs) for people. Totally. It also completely ignores, it completely ignores what you're eating and what you're putting on your face topically. And again, pore clogging ingredients are the big main culprit for most people, or it's a huge factor, if not the main factor, right? So lymphatic system tends to get bogged down from not digesting food properly or from not exercising enough or not having enough detoxification. If the liver is getting sluggish, it can kind of back up into a system. Or if you're eating a lot of eggs, eggs can be a superfood for some people. They can be highly, they're one of the top allergens actually, and they can be pretty toxic for other people. And then some people sit right in the middle. But for example, Kaylee, my business partner, was a great example of this. She was having, and she's a nutritionist, she was having egg bowls every day, like three to four eggs a day, the highest quality you can imagine. But the protein that they're made of, specifically the egg white, the protein that they're made of is called albumin, and it's very hard for us to digest. Proteins that don't get digested well tend to get clogged up in your lymphatic system, and that shows up in the face, the lower face near the neck and under the jaw. It can also show up right in the mid face, kind of. From your bottom of your nose and like parentheses around your mouth down to your chin, that's also a key lymphatic pathway. So if you have acne where it's almost like these highways in your face, that's the lymphatic system. So that is going to be tied to like something you're eating. It could be you not breaking down your food well enough in general, or it could be because you're eating a ton of eggs that don't break down well inherently. There's a lot of things that could be going on with that, which is why we always tell people get with a functional medicine doctor because you can have swollen lymph. This happened to Kaylee. Her lymph nodes were so swollen, like lumps on top of lumps because of the eggs. But she went to 
several different specialists. And what they told her was they should just remove her lymph nodes. Oh my God. And it all was just because she was eating eggs. Yeah. Wow. It was because of eggs. We did an elimination diet on it. We did the elimination diet and within a month, it was like 90% gone. Oh my gosh. That is so wild. So the answer is like functional, go to a functional doctor, figure these things out, look into what you're eating. A traditional dermatologist is going to just write you prescriptions. That's it. So going to someone who's going to like look for like what's actually going in in the body that's showing up in the skin. I know you're talking a little bit about the lymphatic drainage system, and I would love to talk more about this because even like both acne and I have a selfish question because I run puffy as hell. And I feel like I have like a lot of buildup in my face and like just feel puffy all the time. I wake up so puffy no matter what I do. What is like the cause of that puffiness? Is that, I feel like we talk about it like it's lymphatic drainage, but is that something else? Yeah, that's definitely lymph. So there's a lot of things. Um, Histamines cause puffiness and anything that creates a little bit of an allergic response. So wine, unfortunately, wine is going to not be your best friend. That's such sad news. I know. You can drink, so sake is the loophole. Literally, sake what? Um, has no sulfites in it and no tannins. Yeah, it's like the cleanest. In my opinion, sake is the cleanest, safest alcohol if you're going to drink. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay, I have to start becoming a sake fan. It's fun. Get the unfiltered kind. Get the white unfiltered kind. It's delicious. Oh, my God. That's such a good tip. Sake is like the, the secret hack to that. Um, yeah, I, I don't drink wine anymore. Sometimes if it's like really high-end wine and it's like at a dinner, I'll have a few sips. But I used to drink wine almost every night and it's... A lot of women, especially like as you get into your late 20s, you start to like get a bad reaction to wine. It starts to give you more of a headache, more puffiness, more grogginess. And everyone's different, but this is something that I've definitely seen over the years. So um, anything um, that you might be a little sensitive to that has a histamine response is going to make you puffy. For some people, it's avocado. There are some foods that are just naturally higher in histamine. For some people, bone broth. There is a really good tip for that though. Bromelain is a fantastic, it's just pineapple extract, but it's in a powder form. Bromelain is a fantastic anti-inflammatory and it's a natural antihistamine. So it can be really helpful to take if you tend to get puffy. Oh my God, that is the best tip ever. And that you just buy that like a supplement, do you take that every day or like with certain foods? So if you take it with protein, it'll act as a protease, like a, it'll help break down the protein, which has its own benefit. But if you take it like on an emptier stomach, you get more of that antihistamine effect from it. So I get the doctor's best one from Amazon. It's not the kind of thing you need to worry about getting off Amazon. It's not something people are going to try to like make a knockoff version of because it's not an expensive product worth ripping off, right? So you can get this one on Amazon safely. Um, so I use the doctor's best and I take like, if I eat a big serving of meat, I will take some of that, but at night on an empty stomach, I'll take two or three. And, um, yeah, I just really like the anti-inflammatory effects, especially if you're sore from working out, it can help with that. It's just a really good anti-inflammatory for the system. That's such a good tip that I've never heard before. I cannot wait to get into that. That's going to be my new obsession. I love that so much. Any other tips for like puffiness, even like, I know like ice rolling, does that really help? Like anything that can make people look more like snatched, bring out their cheekbones more? Like what are your best tips for that? Yes. Um, gua sha is amazing. And ice rolling is amazing. So I wake up in the morning, do your ice roller. It feels so good. It makes you look alert and ready for your day. Especially if you just like really focus it around the orbital cavity, like your brows and like right under your eyes. And then you can do gua sha 
you always want to go in an outward and then downward motion. There's plenty of um, gua sha videos on on Insta, TikTok, and YouTube. It's not super complicated, so you can kind of um, you know follow some of those patterns there. But generally, you want to go like if you start at your eyes, you start at the the inside corner of your eyes, move it out towards your ears, and then down your neck, and then kind of like pump your neck area to get the lymph system kind of moving. And I personally love hot yoga for regular workout because it's one of the best things for your lymphatic system. It's to sweat it all out. Yeah. The, the heat, the sweat, the moving, um, all the postures, and then just the concentrated breathing because your lymph system isn't being pumped as much as your other systems are. So it kind of needs you to do that for it. So it needs movement like jogging, trampoline, hot yoga, sauna, heat, things like that. Oh, I love that. Okay. So hot yoga for lymphatic drainage. That's a great hot tip. I love it. I think hot yoga is one of like the best secrets to like staying young. Oh my God, Danielle, you are dropping like so many phenomenal tips. You're blowing my mind a little bit. This is so amazing. For people who want to improve skin health, whether it's to get rid of acne or just boost glow, help hyperpigmentation, wrinkles, any issues that they have, are there any certain like supplements and foods that you recommend for them? I know obviously like blanket statements are not super helpful. Um, and you've given a lot of great tips on what to avoid. Are there any to eat or to focus on? Oh, let's see here. So hyperpigmentation is a tricky thing. I struggle with that too. Um, hyperpigmentation is like one of the most stubborn things to get rid of, especially because even if you're wearing sunscreen, the sun always wins. I always joke about that. The sun always wins. (laughs) So if you are prone to getting spots, make friends with them. Otherwise you're just going to be a very frustrated person. (laughs) Let's see here. The, from the clear stem lineup, all of our products are extremely brightening because if you everyone wants to be bright, right? And then if you've had acne, you also have scars, you want to brighten those up. So we made everything in our line to be extremely brightening. The Clarity Serum is a mix of mandelic acid and vitamin C and turmeric. So it calms the skin down and it brightens it. And you'll generally see a brightening effect with every use. So that's a really good tool for people. It also unclogs your pores. So it kind of does like a double whammy. It's very brightening and it unclogs your pores. It also stimulates collagen. The whole, all the clear products are both anti-aging and anti-acne and non-toxic all at the same time. But we also, you know, we want people to see a difference pretty much every time they use it. So that's how we formulated it. That's so genius. I mean, that's so smart to have like all the, like we're so used to thinking of beauty as like, if I want anti-aging, I have to go to one product. If I want you know, to work on my acne, that's a whole other product. Whereas I think what you guys did with clear some, that's so smart is you just said, there was a lot of products good for skin health that will help a lot of different things because the skin is kind of like, it's, it's a lot of these problems are related, right? So it's, I think it's so smart that you guys have these products that are non-toxic and are working in so many different ways. It's so genius. And like, thank God, because I'm used to like the 10 step, like put on this for this issue, this for this issue. And I feel like clear stem, like really simplifies everything. Yeah. We, we, I don't think the 10 step system is, I think it's just a way for them to sell you more product. You should have like maybe three steps in the morning, maybe four steps at night. Those steps can be different because you want to do different things to your skin on different days, but you don't need a 10 step anything. You have better things to do with your day. The one thing (laughs) that is more, that is really important timing wise for any exfoliating serum, any alpha hydroxy exfoliating serum, whether it's, and these are the, the friendly acids, these are glycolic, salicylic, lactic, mandelic, 
anything that's an acid can create a ton of change on your skin. Like they, they can dramatically improve your skin, but you need to let it sit alone for about 10 minutes before you add the next step. Because they're acidic, that's how they're doing their work. They're basically dissolving the stuff you don't want there anymore, like dead skin, brown spots, congestion. The moment you put something else on, it neutralizes it. So a lot of people have good products, but they're not layering or using them properly, so they don't get the results they deserve. I've been doing that wrong because I have like an, a peel thing I do in the morning, but I just put all my other stuff over it right away. So wait 10 minutes, you're saying, like that, because that gives it time to sit, sit in. Is it the Dr. Gross one? No, but I do use that one at night. It's like the, that I use in the morning is like the versed brightening toner that has some of the acids in it. I would let it fully absorb. I'm not a huge fan of using acids in the morning and not, that one's pretty mild. So it's okay, but I'm not a fan of using acids in the morning because it's just going to make you a little more sun sensitive. And we like to not be more sun sensitive. You should really focus on you doing your acids at night. Okay. That's so helpful. And then really let them sit and let them soak in. You're better off doing it harder and stronger at night and not doing it in the morning. In the morning, it's just like protect, repair, mineral sunscreen. Oh my God, that's such a good tip. That's so helpful. Okay, I'm changing that tonight. That's amazing. Any of those other like common mistakes that you see people making with their skincare routine, like whether it is like you're putting on too many products, you're not letting those acids sit in, any other common mistakes that show up in people's routines? Not using a mineral sunscreen. Mineral sunscreen is everything. You need something that has zinc and titanium or, or just zinc is fine. Zinc is a skin protectant. It's actually a calming agent. So it's helping your skin calm and heal. And it's a physical shield against the sun. So you're getting better sun protection and more consistent, strong sun protection. Like with a mineral sunscreen, you can see that it's on your skin. With the chemical ones, you can't really see it. You don't know if it's worn off. Most sunscreens as a rule of thumb are gone after two hours. Yes, sure. As a rule of thumb, that's great. But a zinc sunscreen is going to stay on a little bit longer and be stronger while it's there. And you'll be able to like see it on your skin. Wow. Uh, chemical one's going to wear off a little faster. You won't know. You'll think it's on. You know, you're like, oh, I put it on this morning. Well, that was around 730 or eight. And now it's noon. It's completely gone. So having a false sense of security about your sunscreen is the number one thing that I think people need to revisit. We have a brush on sunscreen that's meant for touch-ups like throughout the day because most sun damage happens in the afternoon after your morning sunscreen has worn off. So that's why you want to make sure you're using the best sunscreen. A high zinc formula is the best. And then touching it up later if you go, if you're going to spend a, uh, time outside in the afternoon. I know if I'm going to go out in the sun and it's a beach day, I will reapply my sunscreen, but like me walking around my apartment or like taking my dog out in the afternoon, that obviously still requires a touch up, right? Yeah. And that's where the brush ons really come into play. Cause no one's going to put sunscreen on over their makeup, right? They're not, they're not going to put a liquid one on over their makeup. So the, the brush on mineral one, that's what it's made for. It's like your, it's like your little insurance policy for everything else you do for your skin. Okay, Danielle, I also am dying to know because I know that you have just amazing wellness tricks, tips. You have a lot of good things that I know that you do just for your overall wellness. I would love for you to share some of those rituals, products, routines, advice, anything that you like cannot live without or has made the biggest difference for you, whether that's for your skin or just your overall health. Ooh, good question. Um, let's see here. I wake up in the, I'm really happy with my morning routine. I wake up in the morning, I do a big mason jar full of water, 
speaking of water, water is very important. You don't want the like overly purified water. You want to make sure it's mineral. That's very, very important. So mineral spring water. Okay. And then, yeah, the, the water that's not mineral, that's like been too highly purified, it can actually leach minerals from your body. So you want to make sure that it's minerals, that it's balanced and harmonious. So that with a little bit of, I use element electrolytes. Um, so I'll do a little, like a third of a packet of element in there, and then I'll kind of chug that. And then I'll do a swig of apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar is amazing. And then, um, I try not to eat until at least like 10 30 or 11. It's good to have a little bit of a fasting window just for cellular health. So I do like intermittent fasting. Um, let's see here. I don't do coffee anymore unless it's like a desperate situation. Coffee just is one of those things that I feel is viscerally kind of gross for me. It makes your mouth gross. It stains your teeth. It's usually got a ton of mold. It's one of the moldiest kind of dirtiest products. Um, And then you have to add a bunch of sugar to it just to make it taste good. That's my experience of coffee. So I switched to organic matcha. (laughs) That's been a game changer for me. So what works for me to make sure I eat as healthy as possible is I do a meal delivery service. I use use Thistle, T-H-I-S-T-L-E. I I really like it. I get their protein lunches, which is these big, robust salads with all sorts of vegetables and dairy-free dressing, stuff that I would never make on my own. Like I'm never going to go buy beets and put them in a salad. So just knowing yourself and what you will and won't do and how much time you want to put into something like I, it really helps me eat healthy to have it delivered. So I've been doing that for a couple of years and I still love it. And then making sure you take time to get sunshine is critical. Sunshine is so, so, so important for your circadian rhythm and for thinking and taking even like a 10 minute break. People that have dogs, you have it built in already. It's the best, right? But making sure you get morning sunlight, getting some, some movement in the morning and then making time for little walks during the day is like a precious, precious thing that has a lot of benefits. That's such a good one that I feel like people do not know how powerful it is. And it's free, you know, just go for a walk, get outside. It's such a, a missed opportunity for a lot of people, for sure. So I love that tip. Okay, Danielle, we are going to wrap up with some rapid fire questions. First question, the Desert Island product, like a product that you can absolutely not live without. If I'm actually on a desert island, sunscreen, obviously. You got to answer. Our sunscreen, <laughs> Yeah, our sunscreen is called You Are Sunshine. And we named it that because we want people to go be in the sunshine. So our since our SPF is like a it's like 21% zinc, which is like surfer level zinc. It's like a really high zinc formula. It's double the protection of like the Elta MD one. Wow. Um, so that one's great. It has like a little blur effect too. So you don't really need makeup if you're a low makeup person. So definitely that sunscreen. For a internal product, I would have to say. Green apples. I like my apples. Yeah. Just for like the taste alone, or do they have like all these amazing benefits I don't know about? I think they stimulate green apples stimulate digestion because they're tangy. Anything tangy kind of activates your stomach juices and it's good for detoxification. It's good for your gut health. They're low glycemic. Um, I really do like apples as a fruit. Organic, of course, because you eat the skin. Great tip. What about confidence? I'm curious, like if you had any advice to give on the topic of confidence, because you seem like such a confident person. Oh, thank you. I like it. It can kind of sound arrogant, which is what I don't like about it. But wolves don't care about the opinion of sheep. 
I love that quote. I love that. Okay, Danielle, thank you so much. I'm going to have to go back and re-listen for myself and like just take note after note after note because all of your tips are so phenomenal. So thank you so much for joining us. Where can everyone find you and shop ClearStem? And we have a discount code, right? It's every it's code EVERYGIRL for all the ClearStem products. Yes, it is. I think it's 15% off. So yeah, it can be a pretty big discount. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to use that to go get the SBF. I cannot wait. It sounds amazing. Um, and where can they find you, your Instagram and the website and everything to shop ClearStem? ClearStemSkincare.com is our website. Our Insta is at ClearStemSkincare. And we have a whole team of wonderful customer support people that monitor the DMs because people do just tend to ask their questions there. So um that so Instagram ton of information the website ton of information if you want to reach out and get like more detailed help like with a regimen um you can take our skin quiz and then email support at clearstemskincare.com and uh, yeah we have the whole whole team of like five people dedicated to helping answer everyone's questions because it is a complicated subject um skin and acne is so we like to be there to provide all the resources You guys are so great. And it's so personal. So I love that you always take that approach. Danielle, thank you so much for joining us. Have a good time by the beach. Thank you so much for joining us. It was so great to talk to you. I appreciate you. You are such a great interviewer and you have such amazing energy. This was such a treat. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I know I sure did. If this episode gave you any value or you're liking the show in general, please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really makes a huge difference for our show so we can keep growing and bringing the content that you love. If you want more info, you can find us at The Every Girl Podcast on Instagram or theeverygirlpodcast.com. Talk to you next week. everyone. It's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com, and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.